0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. I'm Ken Chester and let's get started. To add your voice to the conversation, be it to share an opinion, ask a question, or suggest a topic for future discussion, call or text the Tech Mobility hotline. That number, as always, 872-222-9793. Or you can email the show, talk at techmobility.show. That's talk at techmobility.show. And that will bring into contact with us. And yes, we do respond to our emails. One more thing. If you don't already know, we have a YouTube channel. Yep. Each week, I post short videos and topics that we've covered on the show, usually with a bit more content. Be sure to check it out and subscribe. We're on track to reach our goal of 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, but we need you. Thank you in advance for your support. From the Tech Mobility News Desk. I like to talk about different things from time to time, and this one's not going to excite you much, but it's something we need to talk about. And we're, we're going back into the trucking fleets for a minute. And if you are a trucking firm right now in the United States, you're probably at the beginning of what the trucking industry calls the messy middle. And what that means is they've been running internal combustion engine vehicles for years. They can tell you more about diesel fuel, diesel engines, stuff like that to a lesser degree, gasoline engines. And, you know, maybe a smattering of other things, but mainly diesel. They know that the industry is in the throes what we're calling decarbonization. Basically, they're getting the carbon out. They're getting the uh, greenhouse gases out. They're trying to be sustainable, get cleaner. For some folks, that is battery electric vehicles. For some folks, that is fuel cell electric vehicles. But for others where because of infrastructure, fleet needs, uh, duty cycles, whatever, right now where the industry is and maybe where their pocketbooks are, they may not be in a position to go electric or to go fuel cell. If you're a trucking company or a private fleet of vehicles that needs to decarbonize and you're trying to do it, Uh, without laying out hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, what do you do? You may have seen the commercials on TV, and I kind of poo-pooed them until I saw an article in Fleet Owner Magazine that went into a little more detail. And here's the title. More fleets are finding alt-fuel success with propane. So let's be clear a minute. Propane is still a carbon-based fuel. Let's not get that twisted. It's a hydrocarbon. However, like natural gas, it is probably the lightest of all with it a lot of it engineered out. The only problem with propane is while from an emissions and pollution standpoint is way cleaner, <laughs> it still yields a greenhouse gas. So it's considered more of a bridge fuel than a cure-all to get totally decarbonized, but if you're trying to get from diesel, yeah, let me let me give you some things here, um, some statistics that kind of blew my mind. Uh, they talked about just the difference, and there are a lot of advantages that we'll get to in just a moment. But the one number I'm looking for talked about just how much cleaner propane was as opposed to diesel. Yeah, here it is. They. Uh, A West Virginia University study shows that propane autogas produces significantly lower emissions than diesel. The study concluded that nitric oxide emissions were 15 to to 19 times higher in a diesel-fueled bus than nitrate oxides were reduced by 95% in a propane-fueled bus. If you're trying to decarbonize, if you're really trying to get pollution down, they're saying, okay, here's something for you. Here's the first thing. One of the advantages of going to propane for a fleet is the fact that over diesel, it brings the cost down. And it also brings down um, the level of pollution. Cost of diesel fuel right now is running 4 to $5 a gallon. Cost of propane, liquefied propane right now, about a buck fifty a gallon. That's just for openers, and I am just getting to the good stuff. That's just the start. Let's talk about range. If you went totally electric for some of these with heavy duty cycles, they're saying an, an electric vehicle may have an eighty mile range because of heating, and that's true. The problem, the challenge with electric vehicles in the winter time is twofold. One, if the batteries are not warm. They lose upwards of a third, just no preconditioning. If you turn on the heat to stay warm, you're going to lose some serious range to keep you warm. And it may get down to a choice of, do I get back to the terminal and freeze half to death on my way there, or do I turn on the heat and get stranded and then freeze anyway? In the spring, that range may be 110 miles, but when we get back to air conditioning, we're back to 80. With propane in a bus duty cycle, 400 miles regardless of the weather. So there's another advantage. Um, the tri- a recent AAA study, uh, just for comparison, says that the Ford F-150 Lightning lost 24.5% of its range when hauling 110 pounds less than its maximum capacity. And I'll even go a little further because I had an F-150 Lightning brought to my apartment. I don't have a garage. It sat in the cold for two days. I lost a third of its range. Sitting in the cold. Ambient temperature was just below freezing. So it wasn't cold, cold, but chilly. And I still lost about a third of its range. From about, It went from about 210 to 165 miles, I think, of range. So yeah, that's a thing. And that's not me getting in and turning on the heat. That's just the truck sitting there when I started it. Again, comparison with electric, charging infrastructure, planning, plaguing its development, the layout of cost, again, talking a small private fleet of vehicles, you may not be there yet. Propane autogas, also known as LPG, liquefied petroleum gas, is considered a near zero emission energy solution. It's clean burning fuel widely available thanks to its U.S. production. And according to the Propane Educational Research Council, propane autogas produces 43% less greenhouse gas emissions than grid-generated electricity. Yeah, that depends if you live in an area that is not uh, predominantly producing sustainable electricity. Where we are in this particular community, I would fight that number because we are mostly sustainable out here right now, at least in the Des Moines metro market. Definitely lower emissions in diesel. We just talked about that. Here's something that you may not know. According to the, the State of Sustainable Fleets 2023 market brief, and this is a from clean energy consultants Gladstein, Nen Ross, and associates, and I quote, propane engines on the market today already meet stringent new engine emission levels of EPA's clean trucks plan and California's low nitrics of oxide omnibus. That alone is enough to pique the interest of fleet owners facing these strict regulations. And then again, I told you, along with the national average cost per gallon of diesel fuel, according to this study, was 424 compared to propane, which consistently hovers around a buck 50. So you're getting 250 a gallon benefit right there. Average diesel truck maybe gets five, six miles a gallon. Yeah, it doesn't take tremendous math, but I'm saving the best for last. Here it is. Number one. This propane autogas can run in internal combustion-engined vehicles right now with no modifications. And then the best part, their operating costs are lower. Best guess, 35% lower over a 12-year lifespan compared to a diesel truck. So let me get this straight. It burns cleaner. It costs less. My maintenance costs lower, which means my cost of operation lowers my uptimes up. I can tank up because if I'm there um, at a, you know, at my terminal, uh, it's really super easy. They bring the tank, load it, takes a couple hours to plug the thing in to regular 220. You don't even need special electric hookup to do it. And you're good to go. You're ready to go. It's that simple. So there are a lot of benefits, particularly for companies that are not quite there on the electric chain yet, but want to get in the swing of decarbonization and get costs lower. Lower costs, lower maintenance, cleaner environment. Propane is an option. And there are increasing number of folks going that way. So as we are finding out, it's all not one world and it's all not one choice. And we're going to see a lot of different uh, approaches to alternative fuels on our way to decarbonization. This is one more. You are listening to the Tech Mobility Show.